Om Sahana Vavatu Sahano Punaktu Sahaviryam Karavavahe Tejasvina Vadidamastu Mavit Vishavahe Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Namaste and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Alexandra Savitri Amba, Director of the Vedic Healing Center and the American Reiki Academy. I'm a Reiki master, Vedic healing master, feng shui teacher, and spiritual life coach. I've taught spiritual self-development for more than 30 years, led pilgrimages to India, and studied with Indian gurus. In this show, we cover topics related to metaphysics, Reiki, Vedic healing, feng shui, and spiritual growth. The aim of this show is to help you create a successful spiritual practice that empowers you and that enhances your life, bringing you love, happiness, well-being, peace, productivity, and success, so you may become the best version of you. Welcome to today's episode, which is entitled, Making Sense of Your Spiritual Practice in a Material World. So, Today I wanted to discuss why your spiritual practice matters, why we practice this this comprehensive discipline called sadhana, and give you some daily tips to improve your practice. Now, the reason we do the practice primarily is to connect, to connect with other realms which helps us ultimately own our power and get clarity on why we are here, who we are, who we are, why we are here, and how we can best fulfill our destinies. So this spiritual practice is a journey towards the self through connecting with the divine. And ultimately, as we connect, we find out that that divinity is also within us, that we are a spark. We are made in the image and likeness of this divine, wonderful, amazing, creative energy. So it's a journey towards the self and towards divinity, which we find out are one and the same. Many times, spiritual practitioners, however, have some sort of conflict in the world. They may be maligned by other people, kind of gently or maybe more forcefully made fun of, mocked, put down. Why do you devote so much time to this practice? However, a spiritual practitioner is not attached to this material world. In fact, he or she tries to detach more and more because we know this material world is not permanent. Unfortunately, in the material world, and especially in a capitalistic society, 
we give great importance to amassing things. Although living on this earth successfully certainly involves taking care of our needs, and as we acquire more, we can easily become attached. And the attachment is what can lead to us being stuck as spiritual beings. So the spiritual seeker wants to move beyond this world eventually when all the lessons have been learned. So this episode today is for those practitioners who are maybe struggling, and it is to help you and all of us understand this quest we are on, to realign with it, and also understand the extraordinary strength of this personal path to give you everything you have ever desired and more. So let's get into this topic. And before I start, I want to just preface this by saying, we know as human beings, as even if you're not a spiritual seeker per se, we know our self-worth is never determined by what we have. However, as we move more and more into the material world by amassing things, we might use those things to fill a void inside. And as practitioners, we are working on identifying this void. What is it? How can we not feel this void? And the only way to not feel that is to fill it up with something that is permanent. And that thing which is permanent is love. It is the essence of all religions, and it is what we eventually come to through the worship, through the prayers, through the meditation, through the yoga asanas, through the pranayama, this great, 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 great sense of love. And it overflows from the heart into everything we touch, everything we interact with, all relationships, and it makes living here so much more pleasant and so much more bearable. And beyond that, it makes living here very blissful. So today, let us talk about this path of sadhana and how it leads us to this very expanded state of love, of contentment, of joy. I once had somebody close to me say uh, something like this. She said, I think only truly lost people journey to India. Oh, (laughs) so that was an interesting comment because I have been going to India for many years and studying with gurus there spending time in ashrams, which are spiritual centers, visiting temples, and 
this has been a very dear path to me that has shaped my life and my being and my awareness. But inside, I I reflected on what she said, only truly lost people journey to India. And I started to think, who in this world is not lost? Each of us is on a journey, home to spirit. And the map can be confusing. So each of us is lost. Each of us is searching. But sadhana, sadhana is like giving you a very clear route on the map. So you have the map and you're looking at the big map and you're saying, I want to get from point A to point B. How can I get there? And maybe there are many point Bs along the way because you say, oh, first I just want to feel a little better. And then I want to kind of escape my worrisome thoughts. And then I want to uh, create my life's purpose. And then I, whatever it is you want. So there are many point Bs, but ultimately the point B is farther away. And it is that place of an enlightened state that we reach where we don't have to come back here and learn lessons. So sadhana gives us this root on the map. It, it gives us it's 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 a a form of 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 helping us get to a a destination but it gives us it gives us a journey that is it's a route really so it's the quickest route so sadhana it's a comprehensive route to clearing the being so that you may find your way and navigate this journey well. All of us are a jumble of thoughts, emotions, experiences, karmas, and only this path of going within can lead to answers. And so the person who said that to me only truly lost people journey to India, and she didn't mean it as any kind of um, insult to India. She meant that people go to India seeking, and that is true. India has long been a reservoir of spiritual knowledge. And so people, yes, who are seeking, go there. You can say we are lost, but you can say that everyone is lost also. So we all find our paths, of course. But this beautiful path of sadhana comes from India, from ancient India. And it is a really glorious route to getting you from point A to point B to the next point B to the next point B or point, let's say, sorry, point B to point C to point D. That would be more apropos, right? So, so we'll go down the alphabet till we can, we can just go along our journey and each, each, each quest, each, each little challenge we have can be navigated well.
Now, within sadhana, you have many choices as to what you do. There are many elements, which is what we teach in Vedic healing. So it's like you're saying to Siri, Siri, uh, what's the fastest route to Sherman Oaks today? And Siri tells you, okay, go down Culver Boulevard and uh, go through Venice and get on the 405 and exit Van Nuys Boulevard. So in the same way, you turn to your sadhana and you say, what is the fastest route for me to move beyond my mind? And sadhana gives you this method and that method and that method. And you choose which route you want to follow or you work with different routes on different days. So some days Siri tells you take the 405, other days Siri says, hey, it's better if you take Sepulveda. But always we are journeying and sadhana, the spiritual practice, is going to give you different routes. So today let's go through some tips for having a successful spiritual practice. Sorry for the long introduction today. Tip number one. I want to suggest that you commit to it no matter what. Rain, shine, tornado, hurricane, these are also all metaphors for what's going on around you. So there may be a tornado in your neighborhood or in your family, people fighting, dramas around you, it doesn't matter. You commit to this practice no matter what. Because actually, when the drama is high, that's when you most need the practice. The second tip is to make it a daily habit. So the daily habit will bring results. It is cumulative. And what are the results we are looking for? So they are really any positive qualities, any and all positive qualities. This sadhana will give you peace, clarity, focus, extraordinary love, power, so many things. I could just list, I could go on and list many, many, any, any positive attribute. Your sadhana will give you that. And all of these qualities then translate into the world and the results that we create in the material world. Because again, we're here, so we are creating things. We are attempting not to get attached to our creations, but we are creating. It will give you relief from internal suffering. Ultimately, it will give us escape from the wheel of karma, the having to reincarnate over and over and come here. But don't worry if you're not thinking about that right now. You, I, we are all in this material world, so we have responsibilities here that we cannot shirk, we cannot ignore, and therefore we must do our duties well whatever that duty is that has been assigned to you.
Number three, the third tip is to set up a conducive space. In our classes, we give specifics about how to arrange your space. For instance, if you are doing yoga asanas, put your yoga mat out. If you are doing Reiki, keep your table somewhere where you can do healing sessions on other people. Having that yoga mat out is a tremendous uh, benefit because you are establishing this space. This space is designated for my practice. And in feng shui, we talk about this too, how each space has a designated purpose. So when you put your mat out or when you create an altar, you are saying, this is my space for worship, for going within, for sadhana, and the space supports you. The space says, okay, thank you for claiming me for that purpose, and now I will support you and I will give back to you. So the fourth tip for today is to use proven techniques. The teacher or the guru gives you techniques that work, and there's really no reason to reinvent the wheel. Now, we can still be inquisitive. I remember once a long time ago, I asked, Guruji was teaching a technique. It was a technique that involved breathing and mantras. And he mentioned where it was from. And I said to him that I'm, I was interested in reading the English translation of the Vedic scriptures that this technique came from. And he asked me why. And I kind of hesitated, I think. Um, and then he went on to say that he had read not only these scriptures, but many, many, many scriptures. And basically, he had, and, and he said he had read them in different languages. And he had condensed and codified the knowledge into the technique, the wisdom, the practice that would get me from point A to point B. So it was sort of like a, um, and he didn't take it this way, but sort of like a, um, I guess I could say a disrespectful thing to wasn't exactly I was questioning him, but I just was interested. But he was saying, no, you don't need to do that work. I've done it for you. This is what you should do. This is the practice you need. And so in later years, I always just took to heart whatever he was giving me and wrote it down or recorded it and then practiced it. So use proven techniques that have been given to you. And there are many different types of teachers. A book can be a teacher as well. But use these techniques and use them well. So you're going to use them over and over and 
and over again. Remember I said the word cumulative, the, the effects are cumulative. So you use them well, you give them the respect and dedication and the um, practice that they need in order to take an effect in your energy field. So the fifth tip for today is to observe what happens when your mind becomes more clear. When the debris, I've used that word before, the debris is removed from the being. It's really an incredible process that brings magical results, but each of us must experience this. There's no amount of convincing that will help anyone, but gentle prodding can help you. So the guru, the teacher, the teachings all provide inspiration and instruction, and then you must do the practice and observe what happens when you become more clear. Now, I said the practice will give you many, many things. Clarity is, is one of those, those attributes. But the point is to do your practice and then start to reap its benefits. The proof is in the pudding. You have to prove it to yourself. And the only way to prove it is to do the practice and observe and the sixth, sixth tip for today is do not give up. Keep at it. The benefits will come. The benefits will come with time, with consistency, with days of practice, weeks of practice, months of practice, years of practice, and no need to ever doubt that this practice is helping you. As I said, you will witness results, but you must keep at it. Keep at it no matter what. And once you start to feel results, see results, witness results, observe results, you will naturally want more. You may want more this lifetime. You may want more next lifetime. But at some point, we realize this practice is what will bring us to that final destination on that roadmap. And once we reach that destination on the roadmap, where perhaps we don't have to come back here anymore, maybe that's the the destination, then we're given the next roadmap because we're going to take another journey. In fact, we find out that the journey is made up of small, small journeys, small, small trips, but the overall journey doesn't end. It doesn't end with this lifetime and it never ends because the soul is eternal and just keeps moving and dancing and growing and changing and enjoying the process in a more and more expanded way. So this sadhana will help us 
expand. And that expansion is so glorious and so enjoyable and so fruitful that we cannot ever imagine anything before that state. Anything before that state feels like utter contraction. So the sadhana gets us to an expanded state of awareness in our being, a a higher awareness, and we just want more and more because of what it is giving us. I know this has been a little bit philosophical today, but I hope it's been of assistance, and mostly I hope it has inspired you to do your practice. If you'd like to reach out to me, I'm always available to assist, and soon we will have some free resources on the website that you can download, and we are working on those. Om Asatoma Sadgamaya Tamasoma Jyotirgamaya Mrityorma Amritam Gamaya Om Shanti 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 Om Peace 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 Om Sairam Jai Guruji Om Amriteshwari Namaha Hare Krishna Om Namah Shivaya If you have enjoyed this episode, please remember to click on the link and visit the website or share the episode with other people who might be interested in working with the spiritual journey as a means to personal empowerment and growth. As always, be happy, be centered, be peaceful. Home side up.